Hello. Churchy? Uh, where are you, Baron? Uh, apologies, apologies. Uh, running a, fra a fraction late, uh, just a couple of minutes away, um, get, get, get with a fair wind and no further traffic, and uh, I will be with you very shortly indeed. Can hardly wait. Marvellous. Sorry about that, old boy. Well, hello once again from a service station somewhere on the M4. Delighted to say uh, Johnny Barron has made it, which is the, the best bit of news. And welcome. The clinic doors are open <laughs> for the second Ashes Clinic podcast. Uh, well, first thing to say, Johnny Barron, is number one, where are we? And number two, this is magnificent again for a service station. Ah. Oh. I mean, splendid. We're, where are we? We're Reading Services, yes, aren't we? we? I mean, are. one of the big ones. Yes, indeed. It's got, uh, it's got everything. Mm. It's got everything. Not just chicken and hot chocolate, mm. but there are burgers, what? burritos, okay. all sorts. And it's, uh, it's busy. Hey, well, that, <laughs> you can tell it's a Friday. Yeah. Mainly for the coach parties. Uh, I nipped in to relieve myself, so to speak, technical term. Ah, oh, the queue. <laughs> I never thought I was going to get there. But uh, yeah, obviously a sporting weekend and coach parties. And obviously, Johnny Barron, two days in to the first test. Now, we've all seen the view from the commentary box windows and the gather. <laughs> Look at ours. Perfect view of the, oh, the roundabout and yeah. where to go and get fuel and the trucks. But two days in, Johnny Barron. Hey, oh, it's a brilliant test match, isn't it? Well, it's an intriguing surface played, an intriguing contest played on an intriguing surface. Slow and low. It's a little bit like some of the some of the pitches you'd find over in the UK, really, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. it's uh, scoring's been tough for both sides, and it's in the balance. I, I mean, I would say I think Australia hold all the aces going into tomorrow. It'd be fascinating to see how it develops. Yeah, I, on a serious point. England batted well, and and yeah. everyone talked about Root and Cook. I I was delighted the cricket started after the entire guff that I'd had to listen and <laughs> read and watch beforehand. <laughs> so I was very pleased when the cricket started. But come on, well, apparently, Start, yeah. Oh, apparently. Well, here we go. Here we go. So apparently, mm. Nathan Lyon's comments. Well, it, d number one, his, number one, yeah. the head butting the line comment. Yeah. He'd done in 2016. Right. So he'd gone back into his right. book again. But apparently this was kind of a sort of Jose Mourinho. Is that how Defle you pronounce it? Deflecting. Deflecting. That's what he said. Genius. He said it was all about taking the pressure off pain. Yeah. And to be fair, it, to be well, fair, no, I mean, the actual cricket hasn't got a mention until the till the toss did it brilliant he did a very good job but high risk strategy high risk strategy <laughs> for mr lion but yeah, i saw that as well it was all part of a strategy yeah. all part yeah. of a plan that guff yeah, uh guff normally is though everybody yeah. so yeah uh, stoneman brilliant very yeah. pleased for him yeah. milan very good vince outstanding Excellent. yeah it's really good isn't it yeah i i, I must admit I think the fact that the the debutants, all the Ashes debutants, I think scored over two hundred and three hundred runs, and actually the old guard didn't really contribute a great deal. And I, I, it's not certainly not changing the guard, but it's an impressive start. But for me, I just feel the third innings is going to be the big one. People talk about Australia batting last, but there's a lot of cricket to come. Before well, I'm going to ask you this now, yeah. Baron. They all they say 
the the first session is the big one <laughs> big but, first but, hour but, Critical huge first huge first ball tomorrow won't it, yeah. it everything is massive but day three though moving day <laughs> they always talk about moving day but it, it, it could be tomorrow could be the biggest third day of the first test of the Ashes series yeah. of 2017 at the Gabba. Well, I think I think I think you're absolutely spot on, Churchy. But I think, to be honest, I think whether Australia have a big lead or whether we knock them over swiftly tomorrow, I, I don't think that's a significant as as significant as whatever happens when we go back out for the second time in that third innings. Mm-hmm and have to put something on the board that's going to put Australia under pressure. Even if we go into that with a lead, we could very easily find ourselves 40 for six if we're not careful. I have a question for you as well. Uh, How do you get Steve Smith out? I I love watching Steve Smith bat, Mm. but I tend to suffer from motion sickness. (laughs) So after at least three deliveries he's faced, I'm not feeling very well. How do you you get that bloke out? I think it's very difficult. What what does he average? He's averaged averaged 69 Mm. since he's become captain. 60 in test cricket, which which sort of suggests that it's not Hold that on, easy. There's some terrible reversing taking not. place. That, oh, no. Nearly Take taking your, time, your wing sir. out there, Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not sure. I, Jimmy Anderson was, I think, uh, on interview this morning, and he said um, they've had to reshuffle the plans because of the pitch, <laughs> <laughs> which I think basically means they've slightly run out of ideas. Um, but, yeah, not easy. Not well, easy. I, have... I mean, at least they're not going to get away from you, but they could do. P- players of that calibre, Marsh is going well on recall mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm batting in the hutch to come there's a lot of cricket left I mean yeah. if, if, if England were to get two or three early doors tomorrow mm-hmm. certainly tip it back in the balance but it's Australia's to lose from there. we're getting some funny looks from the car to our left because yeah. it, uh, it's two middle aged men <laughs> Pointing a muffler at each other, although well, they, they seem to have a bottle of rum. Out, <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> they're they're just obviously having a lovely, lovely, having a lovely time there away to our now liter and a half of, <laughs> of rum. Yeah, that's amazing. That now, now yeah. the other thing I want to talk to you about is obviously you and I work for the Beeb. Yeah, love yeah. Uh, yeah. TMS has been absolutely right, magnificent for right. the first two nights. Uh, how have you been? Because I know you changed. I was about to say energy supplier, but you changed <laughs> sort of utility supplier, yes. didn't you? So you could watch the picture. So how have you been marrying Absorbing. up the two? Yeah, it's been interesting. I've, I, ha- I have, I've delved into a certain satellite broadcast yeah, uh, to get, and, and as you mentioned before we went on, there, a lot of hair knocking about, oh, isn't there? Well, the only thing I've seen, yeah. because I haven't swapped my utilities, yeah. is mainly because I, I always think by the time I've made the phone call got through to the right person it would be the fifth test anyway by the time they sorted it out but yeah. but the hair on show is oh, yeah. utterly magnificent I mean, isn't it from the presenting well, team it is it's terrific and, and also I'd like to say this as well because Matt Smith mm-hmm. you know one of the journeymen on the circuit well, <laughs> well when I say that this well, is considering where we are shuffled around the network yeah, well, shuffled he, around the network he can turn his hand to anything anything and now anchor BT Sport fantastic yes, yes. very very good quality very underrated broadcaster doing a cracking job and lovely to see Ali Mitchell out there and yeah. as I say with the hair product good to see, just, good to see oh, Graham Swan and Kevin Peterson on the same on panel. the same uh, yes yeah that's and working Kevin's well. shoes as well magnificent yeah. shoes he took a photo of them this morning um but the hair product yeah. is, is 
just magnificent. Not a hair out of place. Yeah, that's TV. That's, that's TV. I, I wonder as well that you know I probably shouldn't say this, but it's not a hair out of place, and some of it might not be their own. <laughs> but but it is absolutely magnificent. But TMS wise, so I've lay in bed mm. and listened, fallen asleep and listened and woken up. But oh, it sounds it sounds number one. This series, the build up was hilarious. The cricket's been magnificent, and there's a little buzz about everything at the moment, isn't there? Well, I think one of the one of the problems that we've had with previous Ashes series is that they've come sort of back to back, haven't they? Mm-hmm. So there's been no real context or narrative, none of this kind of four years down the line. Whereas this has been a four year gap mm-hmm. since the last last Test match, and I think one one significant factor. So um, tour sales for for yeah, supporters are up by fifteen percent. Right. So and also Brisbane, the supporters mm-hmm. are allowed to sit together. They were a very mean-spirited last time, but that's, I'm afraid, Australia. They're a bit sort of keen on the health and safety you, stuff. You've been there. Um, and, but I think it's been magnificent. But I think, um, yeah, what, what do I like about TMS? I like the highlights package in the morning. I've enjoyed the build-ups. And Norcross oh. is on fire. Oh. On fire. I know I said he burgled the living, mm. and, he, and he is burgling That got quoted by a few it, people. He did, he did, and he has burgled the living. Mm. And, but... but good burglary because oh. he's absolutely smashing oh. it him and Tufnell well, are the combo Tufnell this they? morning Jake Ball's first shot yeah smashed it go on that's all I heard go on well I tell you why it's because the Australians are so myopic in terms of the way in which they look at things there was this wonderful footage of the Ashes series in 86-87 played out on a broadcaster on the, on the build up and I I think Australia had conceded a lead of 200 and dear Richie Benno <laughs> was had neglected the fact that England were 200 runs ahead and in the ascendancy and about to oh, or Australia it. about to collapse again and he was talking about all Australia need to do I is put it. 425 I, I, on the board to put England under the pressure thing that, incredible yeah I won't say who and on what channel or anything but you know how I get criticised for my hard-hitting questions <laughs> at the end of a day's play? I tell you what, well, you ask them twice, I'm, I'm like Paxman compared <laughs> to some of the stuff I've heard so far. But it's absolutely brilliant. And uh, we are loving the, the Test match so far. I've, I've a feeling that this, we are going to look back sat at a service station in the new year and say... This was a classic series. Yeah, I, well, I think it's got potential. I mean, England have won once, haven't they, in the history of the game? I think having lost at the Gabba in the first test, and that was in fifty-four-five, I believe. Oh, so, what? have you been doing research? Obviously, for another. Uh, <laughs> oh, so have you been on again? <laughs> no, I'm no, joking. Okay. I haven't been asked back, Church, no, for that one. No, uh, I think now the cricket started. <laughs> cricket started. They've got actually people <laughs> out yeah, there yeah, doing stuff. Yeah. But um, where yeah, it, England still, I feel, need to come out of this test match with something. Uh, draws an option, of course, a bit of weather about as well. People are talking about. But I feel if England if England can draw or win here, win wins wins going to be hard work. I still feel with Smith at the crease and co. But if they can get out of this game with something, then actually Adelaide that'll suit England down to the mm. down to the the floor, won't it? Now. We are about to move on to your correspondence, yes. everybody. And thank yeah. you so much for all that. It was brilliant last week. And the clinic doors are open again. And we've had some <laughs> great stuff. But do you know what we've also got now, Baron? Made on. an eye dent. Uh, brilliant. Brilliant. I love that. Fantastic. Hello, and you are listening to the Ashes 
Clinic podcast with my daddy Mark Church and his lordship Johnny Barron. They think they know what they're talking about, but I'm not so sure. Right then, so now it's time for correspondence. Uh, before we get on to that, I just wanted to mention that one of my favourite journos, Mr Will McPherson, who's out there writing for the Times. Having fun. Uh, well, yes. But he, he, he tweeted that, I love this, I absolutely love this, that Ian Healy, a man I admire more than anyone, behind the stumps is doing the old comms but I can't hear that and when uh, Mr Milan <laughs> first started his innings he was pronouncing it as Melon and Dave Melon so it sounds like a sort of 70s cop show doesn't it <laughs> 70s detective right let's get on to your correspondence um, at back and across at Johnny Barron his lordship is here to answer all your problems from an ashes related perspective so number one comes from Alex at Aquishmashosh a question for the pod, he says. As an Australian, what English delicacy should I try during the ashes? I've had fish and chips and roasts, but what else does the English palate offer, Baron? Here you are. And this, this. Don't forget, Alex is in Australia. God, that's a tricky one, isn't it? So he's done fish and chips. Done fish and chips. Or oh, breakfast. We're quite good at We invented the, the English breakfast, didn't we? We did. So what you're saying, a full English breakfast? Yeah, full English with black and white pudding. Yeah mushrooms and, and 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 so actually what what is british i mean stroganoff no that's, that's, that's definitely not british. what sorry what? sorry that's that, hungarian that, yeah, yeah. that's hungarian stroganoff famous, so fish and chips fish and chips uh, roast beef yorkshire pudding yorkshire pudding i mean that's bad here isn't it yeah yep. lasagna that's that's italian i think you're fine chicken tikka masala but the balti was that this well, country balti was invented in birmingham right so you can have that one very good yeah. You've not really answered that question, no, have you? No, no. English breakfast is the best I can manage, I think. Well, the, the next one was from Di, who noticed something very important, Baron. Yeah. On our SoundCloud yeah. thing that you're doing to yeah. get yeah, the technicals, well, we, we hopefully might be on on the well, I we, thing soon. Uh, just to clear this, mm. everybody's asked about iTunes, and to be fair, that's where it's at. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. We, we have, we've submitted an RSS request, and it's currently under review, and that review can take between 1 and 14 days. <laughs> <laughs> which is not really helping us at the moment so, well, but, but what Di noticed yeah. was Baron you haven't got a bio on your oh. SoundCloud so you've got to do um, a bio Lovely, for that you. I think a few people have already given you a suggestion <laughs> right, and uh, the buffet good. bowler saying yeah. that um, man about Johnny Baron man about town and cannon to at back and across his ball discusser of the 1985 ashes well, I would take I would take a career like cannon and balls five or six years at the top at saturday night television uh, take that with me uh, at random underscore female ball was on um they were on i'm a celebrity weren't they because that's that, going yeah. on at the moment yeah, yeah. amir khan he's mm-hmm. uh well he doesn't like snakes I'd no say. i did a very good stat that um when england won the ashes out in 2010-11 the winner of i'm a celebrity was stacy solomon when they lost uh, 2013, the winner of I'm a Celebrity was Kian Egan, who I believe is a singer from Westlife. Okay. Read into that what you will, Baron. <clears throat> mm. So, yes. Now, Random Female, at Random Female, saying, a bit like Anthony Gibson, our, our good friend, saying that we should go to Gloucester Services at some point. So, uh, we, well, we've got, we've, got something, we've got something to do that, haven't we? Now, a number of people have sort of asked the question, and I, I'm going to get to them specifically, but 
ask the question, Baron, how is it going, sort of getting through the night with the with the old ashes? How's it going for you? You look marvellous. <coughs> no, well, you are struggling. a night owl, though, struggling. aren't you? Well, to be honest, I started off... Last, last time out, I thought, right, I'm, I'm just not going to get involved at all. But because of this <laughs> blessed podcast, I've had, <laughs> had to listen to it. Struggle. I tr- <laughs> so I, I wa- I got quite engrossed by the the whole first thing, yeah. and watched. I think I watched two hours mm. of it, and and then last night I was uh, on duty. A bit of white collar boxing. Yes, ring ringmaster. Ring. Uh, well, York well actually, funny enough, there yeah. is a there's a very good connection between what you're doing and what happened in the test match because. There was a, a proposal yesterday. A gentleman, I don't know if you saw it, proposed to his girlfriend at the swimming pool that is at the Gabba. Nice. A very nice yeah. way to do it. But of course, you didn't you have an engagement uh, at on the ring last yeah, Friday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, done, I've done a couple of those. Yeah, live engagement. Well, interestingly enough, actually, this poor lad, it was quite a high risk strategy, actually, because he said, he said to us before, well, look, um, can you give me the mic after the fight? Because I've got a ring um, in my, you know, shorts or whatever and I'm going to I'm going to propose to my girlfriend after the fight and I remember writing on Twitter I thought well that's a high risk strategy and that high risk strategy came even more became more high risk Mm. as he found himself on the canvas (laughs) and we literally had to literally (laughs) prop him up on one knee just to get through the proposal Mm. and the look of utter horror on the to be well wife's face was yeah, I think she took a little bit of talking did into he, it. Did he get the ring out of his shorts? In time? He, he did, Good. just about, but it was, um, yeah, blood spattered. Right, sorry, Pigeon, mm. in touch again. Uh, it's 2am, all right? Imagine this. You're regretting having that last spirit of Christmas past, and all through the house, not a creature is stirring, not even a mouse. If like you can, that. that sort of rhymes, doesn't like it? That. What score do England need to be on in order for it to be acceptable to go to bed during this series? So when are you the sort of... You're there and you're thinking, oh, they've got enough. I can go to bed and relax now. You want... The kind of territory you want is when they're around 240 for two. That kind of territory. Mm -hmm. When they're... 160 for four, 200 for four. That It's it's a horrible cliff-edge position. Like England have been... They... Because England have had their moments, haven't they, in this test match when they, they've, they've grasped a ball by the horns, but they haven't quite ram honed mm-hmm. the advantage. And I would say when they were four down yesterday, when Mo and Ali um, and co were going well four down, they had a chance then. And yeah. also when they had Australia four well, down. Um, I'll, I'll admit this morning, in the early hours of this morning, I, I, was, I heard Mr Milan go to his 50 and Moen was batting mm-hmm. at the other end. I thought, right, now, now's the time I can have a bit of a relax yeah. and woke up. And Australia were batting, so I, I worked out that there'd been a bit of a collapse there at the, the back end. But, so <laughs> yeah. I'm never quite Good sure, with, with, and especially with this Ashley series, I'm never quite sure there is that moment where you're going to feel relaxed enough to just nod off for a couple of hours and then come back. Um, Kevin, who's in Sydney. Nice. Now, this is an interesting one from Kevin. And I can't get my head around this, uh, still at my age, the time difference thing. Because when we are sort of getting ready to get up... Yeah. I think Kevin's almost going to bed. 
nice. with this. It's just it's extraordinary, isn't he? But he sent you his best wishes. I think okay. I think he is a a huge fan of yours, Johnny Barron. Uh, I think you're you're building up your your fan base uh, out there in Australia. <laughs> now I believe as well you somehow got an email. Oh, did because, yes. Can you find yes, that on your uh, on your phone if you got it there? From Rob Perry. Right. So what we'll do? A couple of things from Rob. But we'll, go on. Off you go. Well, you you are. Oh, right, okay. Yes. Oh, yes. You're the expert. <laughs> Apart from Alan Lamb hitting 18 off Bruce Reed's final over in the Triangular Series in 86-87, what are yours and mine favourite cricketing moments from Australian tours, Baron? Oh, this is an easy one, actually. And this is a really, really bizarre one. Mm-hmm. But I was there, and I thought it was one of the most incredible moments I've witnessed in sport. And a lot of people have talked about it as a key moment in, in Ash's history. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the tour of 2003. I was lucky enough to be alongside the Barmy Army at Sydney. And Steve Waugh, despite Australia having blown England away, I think they were 4-0 up going into the final test. McGrath and um, Warren sat it out. But he was basically, effectively, people were writing him off and they were suggesting that it would be final test and he would be tossed into oblivion at the end of the series. And he had everything riding on it. And in the first innings, he sort of started sort of fairly sedately but got himself into a strong position to get a hundred which would have been his first for quite some time and in on the act uh, Adam Gilchrist was also rotating the strike at the back end of that day and what they engineered was him he got he had to fit four of the final ball of the Hurry day up, free parking. to go yeah four of the final ball of the day to ball by Ball by Dawson, wasn't yes, it? Was, ball yeah, by yeah. Dawson. Um, and he lashed it through the covers for four. And I honestly think it's one of the great moments in sport. It was amazing. And um, you, you speak to a lot of people on either side, and they both say it was an amazing... I mean, Mark Butcher said it was incredible. He was, I mean, he was playing in that game, wasn't he? Um, Agnew was on commentary. And I remember, just even for an Australian doing that, I had... Uh, I had to sort of hairs on the back. Magical moment. Mine, I had him in the box this, this season, actually, with Jack Russell stumping of Dean Jones off Gladstone Small. And I've mentioned that a few times, but it is just brilliant. So if you get a chance to look at that, Dean Jones batting Jack Russell up to Gladstone, whips off the bells down the leg side. One of the greatest moments. Now, next question. Uh, shall I ask this about, to you? Yeah, we'll okay, Steph- oh, no, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it for you. You're the expert. Stefan Dennis, also known as Paul Robertson, is still in Neighbours. I didn't realise that. After first appearing in 1985, an extraordinary 32-year stretch. Has anyone else ever had such a long and pointless career? That's the question there. Well, after right. 10 years and 10 years ago. It's incredible. I mean, look... Do not underestimate the calibre of this man. Paul mm. Robinson had a very, very, very tidy solo career mm. in the oh, 80s. He did. Oh, yeah. Right, Don't You Make Me Feel Good was an absolute belter. Oh, 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 <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, stood in a, oh, oh. stood under a stairwell oh. under the rain. I mean, they don't make music oh. videos like that anymore. Him and Berry at the same time. Oh. They sort of went yeah. head to head, yeah. didn't they? Quality. Berry and Dennis went head Quality. to head. Quality. And do- who was the doctor? Dr. Susan... She was lovely. I think she's still in it as well. Uh, Matt got in touch. Thank you for those. Ned Hall. Ned Hall as well. Matt, yeah. I'll get to yours in a sec. Ned Hall, he of yeah. Australian radio fame. He had a good one. Uh, which Australian player or, or which which cricketer would we like to go on a caravanning holiday with? There's one for you, Barry. Oh, ah. Um, oh, ah. It's a tough one Interesting for you, one. Barry. I'll tell, I tell you, to be honest, Greg Blewett. 
Oh, lovely. He's only the only one I know I? quite well. I know him quite oh, relatively lovely. well from back and, in the day. And he's got a caravan. And he's got a caravan. And he's an extremely charming chap, as most of them are, aren't they? Oh. But, um, yeah, I remember back in my back in my youth, he used to, funny enough, he, Lashings, the cricket club, <laughs> used to come down to some of the nightclub events I used to oh, organise. Did they, really? All the big guns, Courtney yes. Walsh, yeah, Ambrose, yeah, yeah. and Blewett used to come a lot. And in the end... Him and Chris Harris, who used to play for New Zealand, they used to take tables week yeah, on week. Lovely. Great stuff. But yeah, Greg, because he's a very, very charming, um, although I did, did play against him once and he stuck me into a car park about five consecutive mm. times. But yeah, Greg Blue, I think. For me, Tim Robinson, of course. Yes. As he's my my absolute idol, Tim Robinson, after what he did in 1985. I thought you, aren't we talking about Australian? Australians? Yeah, oh, I, I can take you <laughs> I'm the producer of this. Um, Ashley, hello to you, sir. Does it make you feel less of a fan if you have to sleep through most of the cricket and catch it up in the morning? No, we sort of, we've done that, haven't we? Ah, oh, no, look, actually, that's absolutely fine. Because what I tend to do, is, and I do this anyway, actually, is um, I just listen to the whole thing on Listen Again. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the narrative through the course of the day. Um, it breaks up the crushing reality of winter, I find, mm. if there's a bit of cricket going on. Mm. Absolutely no problem oh, at all. Oh, I, I'm just trying to, I reckon that coach part is off the Wookiee hole. Look. It looks about the right generation just getting on. My wife used to work there. You met her, <laughs> didn't you? You met Mrs. Barron down Wookiee Hall. No, not, not necessarily in Wookiee oh. Hall, but she did used to Mrs. take yeah. tour parties oh, around there. That. Yeah. That's where I think they're off to. A bit damp, she used to say. Right, damp. yes. Anyway, um, David, say, is, is having work in the morning a valid excuse for not staying up all night to watch and listen to the cricket well look look, I'm, it's very difficult because I, I find actually the way I feel what I've started doing actually is, is strategic napping nice a few naps now yesterday I got to my boxing engagement that I was doing at York Hall and I had a little nap and I absolutely felt on fire mm-hmm. I was uh, you know, I actually got through it relatively error Cooking on gas. Er- relatively error-free. One or two. Which for you two, is which is a miracle. Else, isn't it? Which is a miracle. Anybody that's been to the Oval will yeah, testify. Yeah. Uh, Adam Jose! Yeah, well, it could it could happen to anyone, that yes. one. Um, but uh, the only problem with that is then when I actually tried to get to sleep a little later on, I was wide awake. No, <laughs> yeah. Nightmare. Uh, yes, difficult. Difficult one. Okay, Jim has been in touch. Hello to you, Jim, as always, sir. Uh, what does one eat during the ashes? Thinking of cucumber sandwiches and shrimps under the broiler. If that's too cliche, I'm open to suggestions. So, oh, is Jim what, out there? You know, I think, no, Jim's in um, America, isn't he? Oh. I think so. Yeah, well, good question. I thought that sounds very nice, doesn't it? Barbecued fare? Well, I think it, it is. It's very I mean, traditional, that oh, cucumber oh, sandwiches and then yeah, the barbie. Lovely, lovely. I mean, over here on the sofa late at night as I sort of touched on last week it's sort of naughty chocolate for me well, but Jim here he, he replied because I think he may have got back in touch with me. I do like his lordship's suggestion of eggs benedict uh, yeah I think that that's um, I think that's a cracking start to the day with, with a bloody Mary just to take the edge off and a bit of coffee lovely stuff uh, HH in touch as well cheering for England and of course the Surrey contingent come on Mark Stoneman and come on England so I think that was on the morning of the yeah. opening day well do you know what? I tell you what, going back to that first day when England were, what, two for one, James Vince striding out, I mean, that was a quite a key mm. moment because mm. I just thought, oh, here we go. And he batted beautifully. Mark Stoneman did brilliantly. Well, I don't want to put the curse on Mr Stoneman, but what did I say to you mm, before he even play. got on the plane? Now, well, we know. I mean, look, he, we, we've, we've had the luxury of seeing him this season 
all the way through the course of the year, and he just looks international class. Right, so uh, I'll tell the Mark, Mark W, how can I stay up all night and still appear presentable and productive at work the following morning, Baron? Yeah, I I think you need a good five hours. That's what I'm tr- kind of working on. So it's the first session. Ideally, if you can just fall asleep at lunchtime, then I think you can survive any later than that. Weekends get a little bit dicey, but that's not a concern. But I reckon, I reckon you need five hours minimum. Okay, uh, just to say, Ned Hall, it was caravanning trip around Norfolk, so that might change your your thinking on Mister Blurt. Does he know do a lot? Do. Does he know his way around Norfolk? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so at Somerset Bagpuss with a, a tip here: trick is to drink Red Bull just before the lunch interval. Nap. Have a nap at the lunch interval. Have a Red Bull beforehand, or or <laughs> other energy drinks that may be available. Um, and caffeine takes forty-five minutes to get into the system. So that that's yeah, a good you know, tip, very isn't it? very very true. There was um. Uh, a lot of research on television about that quite recently actually and people having espressos before going taking a power nap and then waking up feeling energized yes the other thing of course just mentioning stoneman there of course in the church family we have stoneman the, the dwarf hamster uh, al- yeah. <laughs> alongside burns borthwick and sangakara and well stoneman before the test match was very very lively but we had a bit of a panic about burns but it was in the paper we we thought that, that burns was either yeah, we we thought that might be it. wasn't really as lively as he always is. Ah, oh. uh, but think, thankfully, yeah. thankfully, thankfully, <laughs> we found out that he was hibernating. Oh. He, there wasn't anything wrong with R.J. Burns, oh. the dwarf hamster, but um, he he's just having a hibernate. At the moment. Thankfully, though, Stoneman was lively as yeah. as anything. Um, at Ed Cooper, Ed's out, sort of on his way to Australia, nice. saying, "Morning, gents. We're now in Kuala Lumpur. More specifically, we're in a sports bar watching highlights of the 2004 final when it rains in Brisbane. Shall we, Champions Trophy? That is Champions. Which shall we head straight outside, seeing and wait for the rain to stop? So as they're out there, when they had that rain break at lunchtime, I suggested they went and did a bit of sightseeing i don't know what you think baron because obviously that we we had a couple of hours of rain but if you're if you're there what should you do what what, what well, should you do so you're in kuala lumpur mm. bit hot out hot and sticky outside mm. when you've got all those guest ales to have a crack at i sit tight i think yep lovely very good well i think they've already done that they went out and had some lunch oh yeah which was probably a very very good idea um final one because we're uh, getting to the end of this Ashley's Clinic oh. broadcast, and also the end of my free parking. <laughs> <laughs> and I just... Sonia, another suggestion at Gypsy Creams. Put Pride and Prejudice on the radio and pleasantly drifted off to sleep with Elizabeth and Darcy whilst listening. Nice. Uh, and now I have the strength to listen and tackle the ironing. So that, that that's a way to, to get through it. Okay. Imagine if you... That and then that followed by Norcross. That'd be amazing, oh, wouldn't my. it? That'd be absolutely amazing. And final one then for you, if I can find it. Hang about, everybody. Hang about. It's here somewhere. Uh, yeah, there we are. A, a telegram from Bergholt Towers staff. Ah, oh, yes. Telegram oh, yes. from Mr. Warren arriving at the Towers. Aussie Quick seemed to be only able to bowl in five over spells. Any conditioning or fitness advice from yourself, Johnny Barron, that you would give to the Aussie Quicks? Because obviously you are a, well, an athlete. Oh, fitness advice, yes, to stop yes. them breaking. Well, no, because everyone says they're just bowling five over spells. Well, I think it's... Yes, I know I did 17 on the spin uh, in the President's Game at East Burgot last year. A little greedy. Mm-hmm. Either side of as lunch. Captain. Either, as captain. either side of lunch. Got a bit of criticism. But I think the big, the big quick, fast ones, I think five over, four, five, six overs is about as much as you get, I think. Lizzie Ammon, 
of the Times. We've mentioned yeah. that Times of London twice so far, what with McPherson as well. Well, Lizzie, Lizzie saying add. she's delighted that we are um, varying our service stations. So th- thank you for that, Lizzie. And of course, we'll be doing one next week. Uh, Sonia, Gypsy Creams again. Who Who is the nicest player in the Australian team for you, Johnny Barron? Do I know any of them? I don't think I don't you do. Think do. I do think we, from we, a distance. I'll tell you who came Finch. across as a he's lovely... Not, he's not really in the oh, right, Finch is a lovely yeah, man. They're nice all job. lovely blokes. I'll tell you who I've never met, though, but he came across absolutely terrifically in his um, his interview. It was Mr Cummings. He seems a lovely yeah. fella. Lovely fella. They're all lovely fellas. Um, and Phantom Punter, question for the clinic. What does Eileen the Hoover, obviously at Derby, have to do to get on the plane to Australia? Well, find a carpet <clears throat> with crumbs. Well, there you go. Absolutely. That's it. And this is the final one for you, Johnny Barron, because my free parking is almost up. Damien saying, have you, Johnny Barron, ever been to an away Ashes Test match? Yes. Yeah, well, um, yes, very lucky. Uh, I think I've sort of touched on it already in this podcast, but I was there for the final test of the 2002-03 series when England won at Sydney. Michael Vaughan got runs, I think Butcher got 100, and Caddick got seven for in his last ever test match. Right, yes, he did indeed. Yes, he did. And you were there. I was there. And he often says that it was down to you being there in the crowd... And shouting actually, for him, hearing you through the Barmy Army inspired him. But very usefully, actually, I was there on a tour with Richard Thompson, a.k.a. Mm. our chairman at Surrey. Right. So it just meant that we just got into all the nice places ah. and, yeah. Look at you now. Look at, look at us. Look at us now. now. So, yes, well, that's it from Reading yeah. Services. There's a, a couple there taking their dog for a walk, a romantic stroll. gentleman there has just jumped out with a... Ooh, light blue Mohican band. That, that would sort of suit you. Yeah, and uh, well, they they've gone now. <laughs> they've gone now. But yes, that lady's taking her dog for a walk. And why wouldn't you on the roundabout wow. at Reading Services? But yes, quick last thing, Baron. We won't be back together until after this test match. Who's winning this? Uh, I'm. I think. I think Australia. One going the other way. I think England, I think England are going to win it. I, I, I still say England will win this series two-one, and I think, uh, I think, uh, I think no, I think this will be a draw. Although I just said I oh. think England will win it. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> but no, I, 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 that's I, why we get the big, big yeah, bucks, big bucks the big bucks, for that kind of hard hitting analysis. But we're going to leave you now from Reading Services. It's been an absolute treat. Um, suggestions of where we should meet next week to us, please. Uh, at Johnny Barron or at Back in the Cross. This is where you. This is where you tell me you're flying out to Australia. <laughs> no, there's a very, very, very good BP garage by the Hindhead Tunnel. It's very, very <laughs> right nicely. next to where you live. <laughs> so yes, but we'll be back next week get your questions to us at back and across at johnny barron but from me and from him from reading services it's cheerio to one and all cheerio